0: Hello and thanks for joining me on INSTEP. This is my podcast. My name is J.L. Rathbone and uh, it's a platform, a place where I'd like to share with you some ideas surrounding mostly the gospel because that's the most important topic to me. Um, Of course that encompasses the wonderful King Jesus but I, I have a few things that are on my mind from time to time and I like to put them out there. Feel free to email um, or comment or whatever you need to do to communicate and um, that would be a wonderful thing so I'd like to talk to you today about the faithfulness of God so today's little message if you like will be a little bit different to normal I was actually sitting with the Lord this morning and I wrote this out which is quite unusual for me um, most of the time I like to be off the cuff and just listening to the Lord, what he's saying, and processing ideas on the fly, I find that I can, I can think better like that. I'm a bit of an auditory learner, and something that happens in my head works well like that. But, having said all that, I'd like to read this out to you, and then I might come back at the end, like a kind of bookend, and throw some extra ideas in. The Faithfulness of God There's a song doing laps through the Christian music circles at present a great song called goodness of god the verse sweeps effortlessly into the chorus settling on the four chord met by the lyric all my life you have been faithful i like it it's true god has been faithful all my life sung heartily from the chamber of my soul it brushes each fiber in my being as it ascends from my spirit out into the atmosphere It's a public announcement of a personal inward recognition of who God is for me. Yet, I find as I sing, I want to find something more to say. Yes, God has been faithful to me. That's my testimony. However, what about this? Isn't God just faithful? It's who He is. God is faithful. You cannot change Him. You cannot shift him off his character, and nor can your circumstance. I often tell people in a semi-playful, semi-aggressive fashion, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. It's the same with God's character. He is who he is. He will not be moved. He is faithful because he decides to be. I often wonder if our demonstration of the life of a disciple of Jesus is consistent with our spoken announcement of God's faithfulness. I am challenged. I see a God in the scripture who has never lied, never failed and never left. Perhaps we must relearn, learn, what faithfulness means. If I enjoy announcing God's faithfulness, then what does this belief look like in my life and behavior? Is there a discrepancy between the knowledge of God's character and my confidence in who he is? I assert that in the fallen world, we don't know what faithfulness is. We don't have a map for it. We've never seen faithfulness on the earth and none of us have been faithful. Like many words, love and equality, for example, we've seen the abuse and defamation of the term faithfulness. We've seen parents walk out, words broken, and entire political and social movements governed by emotions, not truth, neglecting responsibility. So, is it possible when we encounter God, we don't know what to do with him, are we still learning where we stand with Him, like some far-off tentative relationship? As I've learnt about Him, I've learned to trust Him. I see that He is who He says He is. He is faithful. The knowledge and confidence in the character of God are essential to us. We must know and believe who He is. If we continue to view God through any other lens, for example, worldly relationships, past behaviours and human failure, rather than solely depending on his word about who he is, we will fail to see who he really is. I love the Psalms. I love the wrestle as the Psalmists present their hearts, questions, inquisitions and theories to God. Every doubt of man's heart is met by the firm hand of the Lord every time. Every tear is caught. Every fear is dissolved by the faithfulness of God's unchanging reply. The wonderfully prophetic Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? My God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, but I find no rest. Yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the one Israel praises. In you our ancestors put their trust. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried out and were saved. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by everyone, despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They hurl insults, shaking their heads. He trusts in the Lord, they say. Let the Lord rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. Yet you brought me out of the womb. You made me trust in you, even at my mother's breast. From birth I was cast on you. From my mother's womb you have been my God. Do not be far from me. For trouble is near, and there is no one to help. Many bulls surround me, strong bulls of Bashan encircle me. Roaring lions tear their prey, open their mouths wide against me. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is turned to wax, it is melted within me. My mouth is dried up like pot shirt, and my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. You lay me In the dust of death. Dogs surround me. A pack of villains encircled me. They pierce my hands and feet. All my bones are on display. People stare and gloat over me. They divide my clothes among them and cast lots for my garment. But you, Lord, do not be far from me. You are my strength. Come quickly to help me. Deliver me from the sword. My precious life from the power of the dogs. Rescue me from the mouth of the lions. Save me from the horns of wild oxen. I will declare your name to my people. In the assembly, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, honor him. Revere him, all you descendants of Israel, for he has not despised or scorned the suffering. Of the afflicted one he has not hidden his face from him but has listened to his cry for help from you comes the theme of my praise in the great assembly before those who fear you i will fulfill my vows the poor will eat and be satisfied those who seek the lord will praise him may your hearts live forever all the ends of the earth they will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to a people yet unborn, he has done it. In the outset, the writer presents to God a challenge, a puzzle, a question. Why have you forsaken me? Or perhaps it sounds like, God, where is your faithfulness? What are you doing? Why have you not answered? By the end of the tussle, You see that the Holy Spirit has shown the writer, indeed, God has been faithful. The crescendo, they will proclaim his righteousness, declaring to the people yet unborn, he has done it. Or perhaps it means, but God, because I know who you are, because I trust your word about who you are, I know that the future will sing of your victory, your character God, Will ensure that blessing so abundant will flow through me, beyond me, to those who aren't even conscious yet. God, that is the magnitude of your goodness. And God, thank you for sitting with me by your Holy Spirit and speaking to me about who you are in me and around me and for me, so that I can see from your perspective. God, I can now see your faithfulness because I trust your character. My heart and its inclinations can align with what you see about these circumstances. As I walk along in my journey as a son of God, I find myself less interested in fancy preachers and exciting events. In fact, I don't really care for it. I care less and less for charismania for the sake of it, hit songs, the fancy titles and websites. I just want Jesus. He is the only faithful one. He alone is dependable. We need Jesus. An essential bonus, though, as we learn to be like him, we may become faithful too. That's what I see in some of the dear people around me, for which I am deeply grateful. We don't need fluffy teaching or instruction or harsh words We need faithfulness. We need to know that folks are united in the cause of the gospel. We need diligent family to walk with. We need folks that won't leave you in the trench alone. I'm not impressed by gifting or charisma. Faithfulness, on the other hand, is exciting to me. Friend, this is my desire. And I pray that you join me to be a faithful son or daughter of God to say, yes, Lord, yes, Father, I will, Daddy, because I love you. I'm not a huge fan of animals in general, but I do respect a faithful dog. I even wrote a song about one recently. Faithful dogs don't need anything except to know that you're pleased with them, and even if you're not, they'll still love you. Faithful dogs work and serve and give their best, Faithful dogs are dependent on their master. I wish I could think of a better metaphor, especially in light of Psalm 22 that I just read. I don't want to suggest that we should be like dogs. However, in that simple manner, let's be sons and daughters, nothing less. Let's be good sons and good daughters, people devoted to loving their king. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Psalm 136, verse 1. Bless you, J.L. Some thoughts on the faithfulness of God. And um, as you can probably sense there, I stretched it into the faithfulness, well, the, the desire for us to be imitators of Christ and to take on his faithfulness. I believe that in this hour, God wants faithful people. And look, uh, don't hear a heavy correction from me. It's something that I'm aspiring to, if you like, by the Lord's grace, to be faithful. And of course, it crosses a whole range of categories. You know, um, I think of words like integrity, words like excellence, purity, all of those things are are part of this idea of faithfulness. But um, I, I really... It was really heavy on my heart in a good way this morning, um, this topic and faithfulness and what it means to be a faithful son and a faithful daughter. And I believe that God wants to show us his faithfulness. That is my testimony this year and, and my life, but I've just seen it so much that God is faithful. And is it not our joy to share the faithfulness of God with people and uh, as we look around, possibly on a political and social level and w- whatever, it doesn't matter. The problems have been the same since the dawn of time. People need something to depend on. We all do. And we can point them to the actual proper answer, the rock, the foundation, Jesus. We can point them to Jesus. They can receive salvation. They can receive a faithful, affirming touch from the Lord every day as they walk with Him. So what a joy it is to be able to do that. I would like to pray for you guys, and I would like to thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, you've done well. That's a an, an wonderful effort. We're over 15 minutes. So, dear Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your redeeming power. Lord, and I just reach out particularly to anyone now who is in trouble of any kind lord i pray that they would experience your favor and your faithfulness lord i pray for anyone who may be listening now who doesn't know you lord i thank you holy spirit that you speak to their hearts that you draw them in that you speak to them as a son as a daughter and if that's you now just reach into the lord just turn to him jesus i need you jesus I'm sorry I turn away from sin and the world and I turn to you and I receive from you life in Jesus' name. Friends, bless you and I pray that you go well. I pray for prosperity and goodness to come upon you in Jesus' name. I'll see you soon. Bye.